0: Welcome to this episode of Let's Get Snagging. If you were in the process of buying or have bought a new build property, then this podcast is for you. My name is Ian and I run Lively Professional Services Limited, a new build snagging company. So, in this episode, let's talk about how to dry out your new home and how to prevent mold growth. We're also going to be looking at plasterboard beetles, shrinkage, and those annoying squeaky floors. Okay, let's start this off by looking at how you can help to dry your new warm out and prevent mold growth from developing. New-built homes are sometimes built during inclement weather, which means the internal of your home can become very wet before the roof goes on. Some materials, such as blocks, can act like sponges and can hold a considerable amount of water. This can lead to several issues when you have moved in, such as condensation, a high moisture content, which can lead to mould growth in your home. There are a number of things that can be done to help dry your new home out. However, just to give you an example of how much moisture there can be in an average four-bedroom house, it can have upwards of 80 to 90 buckets of water that's correct 80 to 90 buckets of water which need to be removed through the drying process that amount of water will depend on the time of year your new home was built and when you take possession the amount of water can obviously be less during warmer and drier months most of the water comes from wet materials and also plaster and decoration which are water based So to help this process out and give you some guidance, here are my top 10 tips to help you dry out your new home. Number one, open doors and windows to exchange the moist air within your home. If you haven't moved into your new home, I would suggest doing this daily, just to let that air out and get some fresh air in. Number two, put your heating on, but not too high, because this will speed up the drying process and can cause excessive shrinkage. But please don't sit in your house cold, you do need to be comfortable. Number three, open your trickle vents, trickle vents are there if you have them to allow the Moisture out. Number four, if dry and wet clothes within your home, open the trickle vents or windows ever so slightly to let the moisture out because it has to go somewhere. Number five, open the doors and any cupboard which are not regularly used to exchange the air in them. Number six, if you do get mold growth, don't panic. This is sometimes normal in new builds. Just wipe it off with neat bleach or an antifungal wash. Number seven, try to keep furniture away from walls to allow air movement behind them and around them. Number eight, if putting pictures on the walls, keep an eye on the back of them as mold growth can occur. Number nine, make sure when having hot showers or baths you use the extractor fans or open the window slightly to ventilate the room. And number ten, when cooking, make sure to use the extractor to remove any steam. One other thing I would mention is if you experience ongoing issues with damp and more growth let your developer know because this could be attributed to a leak and might need investigating just remember your new home is going to take time to dry out and settle this can take months depending on how wet it was when you took legal completion. During the drying process, you might also notice condensation on the windows or on some cold surfaces, especially in the morning when you open the bedroom curtains or blinds. This is normal because the moisture within your new home must go somewhere. And, as human beings, we also create condensation when we breathe. Just open the window slightly to allow it to dry out. So that's a little bit about drying your house out. Now let's have a look at one of the more unpleasant things having a high moisture content in your home can bring, which is plasterboard beetles if you think you have plasterboard beetles don't panic they've been around for hundreds of years and they get their name from being found living in the plasterwork of both domestic and industrial buildings one of the reasons why you sometimes get plasterboard beetles is because they thrive in damp conditions, which makes them more common during autumn, winter, or damp conditions, especially in new built properties. They feed off mould, which is caused by the plasterwork or decoration not being dried out, or where damp plaster occurs, possibly through a leak. Plasterboard beetles occur naturally outside buildings, they are also good flyers, and can be attracted to your home by exterior lights or lights shining through windows. Any structure where moisture persists due to an excessive moisture content or possible water leak. Condensation or inadequate ventilation, which encourages mole growth. This can be a possible source for plasterboard beetle infestation. This is one of the reasons why it is so important to dry your new home out properly. Plasterboard beetles are not harmful, however, they are not a nice addition to your new home, as many new build homeowners can confirm. If you think you might have an infestation of plasterboard beetles and you want to find out whether they are plasterboard beetles or not, try to identify them. As a guide, they can range in size from 0.08 millimetres, which is tiny, to 3 millimetres long. They are hard shelled and can vary in colour from brown, reddish brown, or black. They also have a life cycle of around 13 to 28 days from hatching, and they breed in high numbers so once they get into your home it's not long before you have an infestation one of the ways to prevent a possible infestation of plasterboard beetles is to keep your home dry and free from moisture having the eating on sufficient ventilation and locating any areas of excess moisture fixing leaks and ventilating any areas that have poor ventilation or air movement such as under stairs cupboards will help. You can also use dehumidifiers which can help to dry out your new home. The most important thing though is to identify the moisture source which is key to eradicating the beetle infestation and also controlling any mould growth which is a food source for the beetles. Once these are corrected I would advise getting an expert to confirm the identity of the beetles. They will also give you guidance on the best way to eradicate them and prevent Future infestation. What I would say is if you think you have a possible leak or wet walls, you should report this to your developer. They will need to investigate and rectify any issues, which will all help to eradicate the plasterboard beetles. They may even employ the services of a pest controller to get rid of the infestation for you. So now your new house is drying out and you have got rid of those horrible little plasterboard beetles, you are starting to notice a few cracks appearing. This is normal and is part of your new home drying out and settling down. These are shrinkage cracks and are normal in newly built homes. Usually, you will see them above doorways, architraves may split on the mitres and more commonly up the side of your stairs. There should be nothing to worry about however if you are not sure whether they are a snag or not or if they need to be reported to your developer check your new own guide which you should have received from your developer when you moved in it should give you guidance on what is and isn't classified as a snag identifying what is a snag is important because your builder will only rectify genuine defects shrinkage cracks are one area that illustrates how it is important to differentiate between what is and what isn't a snag. Small airline cracks, such as those you might see around your door frame or above it on the internal doors, are not designated snags. These are normal shrinkage cracks that can open as your newly built home is drying out and your builder is not obliged to rectify them however large shrinkage cracks which are those which you can comfortably fit a pound coin in are a snag and need reporting to your developer to fix one area we normally see excessive shrinkage is up the side of your stair strings don't forget if you can pop a pound coin in it needs reporting to your builder and if you're not sure if the shrinkage in your home is excessive or which cracks can be reported as snags to your developer i would report them all and let your developer decide which they will and will not do. Now let's have a look at creaking floorboards. Have you ever been sat in a house with creaking floorboards? Creaking floors in a new house can drive you mad and are a common source of annoyance for new homeowners, especially when you can follow movement by the creaking of the floorboards above you. But what can be done about it? The term used to describe this in the industry is micro cracking. You can Google it and check up on it and it describes a defect within the floor or ceiling construction causing the floor and plasterboard ceiling below to crack and creak. In some cases, this noise can be extreme there are many reasons why you have creaking floorboards making it difficult to identify the root cause some of the causes can be insufficient glue between the tongue and grooves in the flooring sheets improperly installed joist hangers poorly connected partition walls flooring sheets that were installed wet nails that are rubbing against the joists mechanical systems rubbing against the joist. these can all cause the floor to creak make it difficult to find the initial root cause so it could be a drawn out process of elimination if you have creaking floorboards it needs reporting to your developer because rectifying creaking floorboards can be disruptive and expensive for the homeowner if not reported within your warranty period and may even lead to you having to move out of your home until the issue is resolved. A full investigation should be carried out by your developer to identify what is the cause and the necessary remedial action they should carry out to rectify it if necessary by using a specialist subcontractor to carry out the work. If you are experiencing creaking floorboards it should be brought to the attention of your developer as soon as possible. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast and thank you for listening. Please do subscribe if you haven't already and leave a review. It really does help. If there is anything you would like me to cover or have a question, then you can drop me an email to socials at services, don't forget, all one word, .co.uk. And if you want to know more about what we do or would like more information, you can visit our website at www.livelyprofessionalservices.co.uk. And don't forget to check out our YouTube channel. Until next time, see you soon.